be still. Hi, I'm Stacy Middlebrooks, Inner Power Priestess and Purpose Igniter, best-selling author and soon-to-be PhD. I left a successful corporate career in global HR and global DEI after 25 years to step into the fullness of my purpose and amplify my impact in the world. Now, I use my experience, education, and expertise to help wayshower women create a life beyond their dreams by moving them from fear to freedom so they can step into the fullness of their gifts without compromising who they are or their standards. And hello, I am Jill Hyman, dream life embodiment guide and best-selling author. I've spent nearly 20 years in corporate marketing and sales, launching conscious consumer packaged goods brands inside some of your favorite retailer stores. I utilize these skills to help you create heart-aligned strategy that is woven with intuitive business guidance so you can launch your dream venture. Together, we will bring calm guidance to integrate your spiritual, professional, and personal journey. We help you anchor into what is yours to be and do in this lifetime. You can count on us to engage in raw conversation about our real, authentic experiences. Together, we are the bridge between worlds and beyond barriers. We are taking you on an intuitive journey guided by our higher selves. We'll also be sitting down with some really epic humans, luminaries, who will enlighten us all. Still is your portal to deepen the integration of you. Thank you for being here. Now let's flow into today's show. Ah, ooh, hello. Hello, all you beautiful souls. Mm. Thank you for joining in. Yeah, this morning or whenever you're listening. Oof. We were uh we were we we were like really beginning to riff. Uh and yeah. I said, Stacy, I'm gonna need you, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to pause and I just need to hit record. Push record. Let's let the people in on Hello. what we're talking about. Mm. Oh. oh. All right. So transitions. Hmm. In thresholds. Ooh. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> I had a lot of projects this weekend on the nest. Um, y'all aren't aware the nest is becoming a retreat. She is a retreat sanctuary out here in the mountains of Asheville, North Carolina. Hopefully you'll get to see her one day. Stacy and mm-hmm. I have some fun things cooking anyway. Um, Bless my beautiful father for coming in and using all his skills. And we were putting in a bunch of new doors. Um, yeah, there's a, there was a lot of like sliding doors in this house anyways. So it's been an interesting, and I'm reflecting to Stacy over the weekend, my dad's here, we're putting in doors and she's like, isn't that interesting? The portals, like doors are gateways, doors are mm-hmm. portals, doors mm-hmm. are new closing, opening. There's a whole lot. And right before we jumped on, we were talking a little about like visibility and the different then transitions that we experience in life that will require us to be different identities of ourself. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole visibility piece of that, you know, speaking of doorways and all of that, as you're moving through transitions, 
you know, which identities are you stepping into and which do you need to shed? Which aren't even yours that you just kind of have put on? I know we were talking a little bit just about our backgrounds being in corporate and recognizing like there's a definite identity that that goes with that life. And what happens when you're no longer in that life? Or what happens when you're in that life and you move to a different organization with a completely different culture, with a completely different identity? What happens when you just have the identity that you've had? Let's say it's partner, wife, uh, daughter, friend, sister, mother, and life is still lifing. Is your identity static and stagnant? Or are you morphing in and out of the different parts of your identity? Because we are saying they're all parts of the same whole, but we get, I feel like we get to be really intentional about it. Like, like how your dad, the masculine, came and provided this structure for you. Like, here's the structure, Jill. Here's this new doorway. Here are these new doorways. And you get to transition. Jill is telling me about the difference, right? So the transition you said is the same flooring, same footing. Threshold, threshold. 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 We're all going to learn Thank something. You. We're all going to learn Thank something. Thank in you. It's the threshold. Yes. So that entryway is the just threshold. This. It's the same flooring. Like you're on the same ground, same yeah, footing. Yeah. You're at the threshold, right? Just moving from one to the next. Mm. But the ground beneath you is still the same versus the transition <laughs> where it is different. You're walking yeah. through the doorway and you're moving from concrete under your feet to wood or from tile to carpet or to whatever. There is a change in your footing. There is a transition in how you're being held. You're still being held. It's just different. And so how do you show up? in the thresholds, how do you show up in the transition in life? Like, who do we get to be? And who do we get to consciously choose to be every time we walk through a doorway, physical doorway yeah. and, and metaphorical? I love this. It's also bringing up for me the, um, the transitions that can happen even when you are in um, you remain in the same role in the same organization if you're in corporate. Yeah. Because yeah. what happens when you choose to shift your internal commitments, right? Your internal dialogues. Right. I'm seeing this um, heavily in my group, Circle Self, right now. You know, there are some women that are, they've been in corporate for a long time, they've known this path for a long time, and they're consciously choosing to shift lifestyle to choose, to choose a different path for themselves. And let me tell yeah. you, cause I've done this. I was in corporate when I really began, you can call it awakening. You can call it whatever y'all want to call it. I really started to be aware of the patterns that weren't serving me. That was an interesting thing to shift while mm. in a corporate mm -hmm. world, because my colleagues are aware something energetically is changing. Um, yeah. you know, you and I have both done like psychology of color work. I'm showing yeah. up in different clothes, definitely mm -hmm. different clothes, mm -hmm. different frequency, different vibration. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's a, it's a fascinating like world 
to dance in for sure. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. It, it reminds me too of like, especially like women in my Roar Beyond group who just graduated their Roar Beyond women. Yay, y'all. I'm so happy. Um, but these women are in so many different walks of life, some in corporate, some in entrepreneurship, uh, just, you know, doing different things. And when you have the same role, as Jill was saying, as you grow, as you elevate, like you, you choose to get inside the nooks and crannies of self, like you, you have to shift. You may still be in the same role. And so what does that look like for you? Do you show up in corporate, like consciously choosing to align with the shift? Or do you do like I did, unlike Jill, like suffer through it for years and years and years and years and years, knowing that like, oh, this identity I'm presenting, yeah, this, this doesn't fit. It's not me. And admittedly, like, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my lifestyle. I'm afraid they're going to fire me if I really show up in the way oh, that I'm called to show up. Like walking in that fear. At, at one part of that, I, I was in a, another marriage. Um, but for the most of that, I was single and going, I have to take care of me. Like nobody's going to be out here like paying for my lifestyle and maintaining me. Like I have to do it. So I had this self-imposed pressure to compartmentalize. Like, I mean, yep, here we that are. Bring, do that brings again. up a whole other <laughs> thing talking about transitions is, um, you know, I think you and I both uh, just how we are and the essence of who we are work with really independent, high achieving powerhouse women. Um, hey, because, that, because that's what we are. And what comes with that is we've talked about this before, the lone wolfing, the independent has a shadow side. So it's a lot of pressure in regards to if you're out there and this is talking to the solo women, not in partnership, right? Like not yes. having another income coming in. Yes. Um, there's a lot of pressure there. You know, you're building your life solo and to the, to the moms solo, you yeah. know, having the yeah. kids, having the house, wanting to do the bet, like, I have a dear, dear sister and I've watched over the years as she is creating this life for herself. And we've talked a lot about it is there's a lot of things out there, but there is definitely something um, to be said for that pressure of self in the keep like the money, 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 the whole conversation. It is just you. It is just you. Yeah. It can feel really scary and and, and yeah. lonely. It's super and lonely. I was going to say, and very isolating, very lonely. And where do you get to go and have these conversations? Like, where does that happen? Especially if you're in that kind of space and you are a woman of authority. Like, I know I've talked and I still talk to women this day who have positions of authority in life, at work. I'm the principal, mm -hmm. I'm the VP, I'm the mother, I run this household, like I'm, I'm the authority and they feel so, ugh, they feel so powerless, powerless to change anything. Like I built this, I built this, I built this and now I have to keep being this to keep all of this. Oof. Oh, mm. right. 
it feels so heavy. And I remember one, one client of mine one time, this was so many years ago, I remember her flat out saying, you know, I don't want to start over. I don't want to go and do what I really know I'm called to do. Like she wants to be, she is a writer. She is an extraordinary writer. Um, she says, I don't want to leave corporate to go pursue this. And then like I'm in an internship with the 20 year olds or like I'm starting at the bottom. Like I am a multiple six figure earner. I am the primary earner in my household, children in private school. Like I'm doing all of this and I'm taking care of my parents. How am I going to go and do that? Like in her mind, like there is no transition. There is no threshold. Like I don't get to walk through the door of my dreams. I don't get to walk through the door of my purpose. I don't get to do that. It hurt my heart so deeply mm-hmm. even hearing her say that because of course inside I wasn't like, just pack it up and leave, go pursue it. Like follow your bliss and the money will come. We all know, Mm-mm. no, I no, sis, we're, not. we're not, we're not doing that. Perfect. We're still sovereign, responsible, grown ups. We, we need to be adulting, right? So it's not that. Because we're human. But, we're human, right? Because we're human. But it can be, like, it can be that you walk through that door. You can walk through that door. You really can. And you can make a plan to do all the other things, right? But it's, it's that compartmentalizing. It's that pushing down of your identity. It's like you're not allowing yourself to be fully visible. Like, they're only seeing this part of you. They see the authoritarian. They see the one getting it done. They see the one wiping snotty noses and dirty butts and still Effortless, effortlessly. Let's effortlessly. like effortlessly. Here's the right? here's the thing. This just came up with um one of my clients, and I'm like visualizing because it's life, and sometimes you can't just cut the rope and cut ship. You have family and you have kids, and there are responsibilities. It's right. this fun idea of. Can you wrap yourself in a bubble of bliss, like this bliss bubble for five minutes? Maybe it's when you're sitting on the toilet. Maybe it's when you're taking a shower. It is that it is in those moments where then at least you're allowing the vision, this dream, this other part of you to have a little space. Like that's the only way um, because our Paths are a bit different in, in our corporate uh, mm. transitions and journeys. That's absolutely the, that is how I I maintain this is I will wrap my dreams in like bubbles and create pockets of time to sit yeah. with them, to sit with my business, my brand, this idea, this event, whatever it might be. Absolutely. Um, that's what like gotta happen. We've got to all be giving we have ourselves to allow ourselves bubbles that. of bliss. I, just I love that bubbles of bliss. Bubbles of yeah. bliss. I, I so, yeah, I remember when I lived in Georgia, being in my shower, like sitting in there, just bawling. Like, what is happening in my life? My career is taking off. Like I'm doing all these great things. And my secret thing was that I was miserable. Like I, I didn't feel, I felt like sharing publicly that I was so miserable with me um, complaining about my so privileged life. And that brought me shame. Like, oh, I can't, I can't really say that. Like, ooh, I can't. 
and the reality is that that's just not true. Like those are tricks. Those, yeah, that it's just not true. But when I would grab, allow myself to grab those, like what I call those magical micro moments to go, I get to breathe in the purpose. I get to breathe in my bliss, like have it right now. And oh, okay, okay. It started to become, it already was my being, but it started to become my expression. Like little glimpses, little like, yeah, beams of light would start to come out. And I recognized that when I was sharing that, sometimes it would just jump out. And I'm like, don't say that at work. Oh, don't say that to that person or whatever. Like, oh, it's coming out, right? The response I got was overwhelmingly positive. I was met with so much acceptance, so much encouragement. I was held. And yeah, were there people who were like, what's up with her? Like, she's all funny style now. Like, yeah, absolutely. And guess what? I was at a place after doing this work that those opinions didn't matter to me. They just didn't. Not, not like how I imagined them to matter. And I'm not saying, oh, my boss's opinion of me didn't matter. And so I didn't care if I got fired. No, it wasn't that. It was just more around the weight of how they were seeing me. Didn't matter as much as the weight of me not being seen, me not showing up as myself, me being invisible in my own life. I have all this authority and feeling powerless. The weight of that? No, like those were bonds I was ready to break. And you get to choose. We get to choose. Choose those bubbles of bliss. Choose those magical micro moments. Like choose them to breathe in all of these things that are here for you. Like we're here to meet you and that's, <laughs> and hold you. And that's embodiment. That uh, is embodiment. Here's what I did with all the opinions. Um, I use them as uh, gateways into that person's internal self. Absolutely. And so it was, uh, it was always a, the higher self can come and support and play. Maybe you're talking to your VP, the CEO. Everyone has lives. We forget this. It becomes so businessy. And mm-hmm. that's the thing that I noticed is when I started showing mm-hmm. up in my essence, it was disrupting a lot in some people um, because they were, you know, really balled up tight. And anytime we see someone liberated, mm-hmm. it, if you are feeling something stir inside of you, take note. It's like, let me just take, this is some really good feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah. When I, I often knew probably because of how I was raised and things I was taught, but um, yeah, if I'm not ruffling a few feathers, if I'm not stirring somebody's pot by my mere presence, something's off with me. Something's off with me. Not, and that's just a broad generalization, not every single case, not every single time, not every single person. But for me, yeah, if everything was like hunky-dory, everything's fine all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time, like what's up with that? What's going on? Maybe I need my pot stirred. Maybe my feathers need to be ruffled. But I remember being in spaces and seeing women who were so 
freaking liberated. I'm talking about, they were straight up liberated, right? And going on the inside going, can't show up like that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. People are Who's this? How? Oh, How? you can't do that. Like, I wanted them to, to do what I was yeah. doing. Like constrain yourself, girl. Like you can't come in here like that. And watching those women go, not only can I, I am. And maybe they this do, is something they that do the off shoulder. They do the off shoulder. Like now watch me. What? Oh <laughs> my gosh. I remember one of them, I was like 22. Yeah, I wasn't 25 yet. I was like 22. And this woman came gliding in the room. Like, I promise you, in my mind, this woman was gliding into the room. And I don't mean in the corporate schmorperty way. (laughs) What just happened here? I felt her before I even saw her. I felt her presence. Yeah. And something must have been in me that she felt because it was as if she was searching and scanning the whole room and she came right over to me and she like, you don't just go touching strangers. She put her hand on my shoulder. I don't know this woman, put her hand on my shoulder. And she said, sister, show up. Okay? And I was like, yep, I'm ready. Like it was going to be a panel discussion. So I'm thinking, she's like, all right, let's, let's put, let's put on a show, show up. Like, yeah, we're on a panel, blah, blah, blah. And she's moderating the panel. And whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, sure. Yeah. It was when I felt her touch. I was like, oh, she, she's not talking about this panel. Like, how, like, is she reading my journals? How does she know that there is this, this part of me ready for the transition? How does she know? Mm. Because when you're in it, you see it. Like, it's so clear. Like, you can point them out, like, boom, boom, boom. She's ready. She's ready. All of us have access to it. It's just a point of whether or not we're, we're ready to access it. And I didn't feel like I was ready at all. Because again, I'm 22. I'm in a room full of 30 and 40 year olds who are established. And I'm, I'm just learning, taking it all in, like all this kind of stuff. And she's, we, we became close like later in life. But I remember her sharing with me, she's like, you were ready. You just didn't trust that you were ready. But you were absolutely ready. Mm. Mm. I mm. wonder for people who are with us, joining us, how many times does that get in your way of what you really desire, what you really need in your life, that lack of self-trust altogether or compromised self-trust? How, how many times? How many opportunities have slipped through your fingers because you didn't trust yourself to be ready? You didn't trust yourself enough. I'm just curious. Is it just us? I think we get to, yeah, please comment. Let us know if you're in a transition, if you want to be in a transition, because it's, you know, it's different textures. It's going to feel different under your feet. Oh, I love that. Ooh. ooh, ooh. (sighs) That feels what a beautiful, so what a beautiful chat with you today. Hmm. Thank it's you all. Always a beautiful chat. I'm Thank telling you, all you, this is for your time. Oh, mm. so we'll see y'all next time for sure. Every Wednesday, yeah. 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. Eastern. <laughs>
We love Bye. you. What an honor it was to spend time with you today. We want to hear from you. Let us know in the comments what topic you desire us to chat on next. If you want more still in your life, head to stilloriginalpodcast.com. If you'd like to see the full video episode, check out our YouTube community at Still Original Podcast. And we would be so grateful for you to share this episode with someone you know it may serve. We will see you next week, same time, same place, and always still. We are powerful. We are magical. We are, yes, we are still. We are powerful and magical. We can be still.